0: Hey, Shemai. My name's Kai Morgan and this is Welsh Waves. I've always been curious as to where Wales fit in in the world and in this podcast I hope to find out the answer. I'll be doing this by exploring our culture, sport and language with some special guests, folk who I believe are shaping our future on a global stage. I'll also offer the odd essay episode which you might enjoy. Something a little different. We're gonna do some solo deep dives into some Cymru history and culture. So please do join me, Aminoch Javi on this audio journey of discovery. Subscribe and listen on your major podcasting platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Kroyser, welcome to Welsh Waves. Today, in episode 5, I'm joined by John Poutney. John is a photographer, although, as you'll hear in the episode, he hates the term photographer. John captures striking stills of landscapes and powerful portraits in the South Wales Valleys and I've been captivated by his incredible work for years. He's recently worked as the series photographer on Michael Sheen's new drama called The Way and also been developing a mammoth industrial photographical project which I've loved following called Allure of Ruins. But before we start, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my late grandfather, Irwin Walters. My grandpa Walters was an amateur photographer from Llanelli who, after contracting TB in the early 50s, ...found himself being sent up to a specialist hospital in a sleepy Midwalian village called Brontlis. In Brontlis Hospital, whilst being treated for tuberculosis, he met my grandmother, Gwyneth... ...where they fell in love and he ended up never going home. By day, my grandpa was an x-ray technician and an engineer... ...and by night and by weekend, he was the village photographer... ...that captured everything from the village fates and weddings... ...to breathtaking landscapes of the Black Mountains... But more than anything, his huge collection of images, documented over a 65-year period, depicts a romantic and happy life in one of the most beautiful villages in Mid Wales. The term, the good old days, gets used so much now. But there's so much joy, there's so much happiness and peace in his work His stills and his influence will stay with me for the rest of my life, and for me, they do truly depict those good old days. I've actually made a video on my YouTube channel about him, I think I made this three or four years ago in lockdown, and I'd really love for you to go and watch it if you want to find out more about him and see his work. So i head to YouTube after this and search my grandfather's secret gift and it's pretty much a video about a really special moment that I shared with him on a hospital ward in the last weeks of his life and it's about photography, it's about our relationship and it's about me finding his treasure which was all of this amazing photography um, after he passed away and it was quite a raw subject like in the immediate weeks and months after he passed but sometime later I commandeered his computer and found just incredible photography so please head over to youtube after this and have a look just search kai d morgan and my grandfather's secret gift it should come up but anyway conversations like today's are really important to me these type of episodes are the reason why i actually want to make this whole bloody series Uh, i really enjoyed the discussion with john and i know that this particular episode would have been one my Grampy Walters would have loved. So without further ado, this is John Poutney on Welsh Waves. John, thanks for coming over. No problem. I really appreciate you coming over. This is the first interview I've done face to face on this series. Oh right, okay. which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to start with kind of some common ground that we both have. Um we both obviously massively into photography but mm-hmm. i was reading up on your website last night about oh god you know how you got into it and did you i men- write that you did apparently <laughs> and you mentioned how your grandmother bought you a camera she did yeah and my grandfather got me into photography oh, no as well way. so there's a there's a, a kind of a grandparent connection there yeah i'd love for you to kind of um explore that and tell me about about that
1: I think it's a kind of genetic thing. Uh, my grandfather was uh, an engineer, mining engineer in West Yorkshire, uh, and he died in 1946. But he was also a very keen amateur photographer. Did a lot of uh, stuff in the 30s and 40s on a Voik. Vo- I can never say Voiklander, um, which was, looked like a TLR but wasn't a true TLR, uh, which. I've heard different stories about how he got the camera. I'm sure I've got a memory of it being given to him by a prisoner of war, Italian prisoner of war. But uh, since then, my mother said, that's absolute cobbler. So where I got that from, I've no idea. But um, I've got got that camera uh, because my nan kept that and and all the negatives that he shot and prints. But um, when I was 17, 1995, um, she gave me the money to go to the London Camera Exchange in Leamington Spa, which is where I was in college, to buy my first uh, SLR, which was uh, OM10 which is the kind of workhorse of every student in that era, really. The Pentax K1000 or the uh, OM10 was what everyone had. Uh, And really with photography, that's uh, kind of where it started for me. I mean, I I had cameras before that that kind of took pictures, Mm. but that was the first serious thing that I put film in and then I did prints from. So, had Um, you
0: had much interest in photography before that first camera or not really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I started off, my interest originally started off in um, prosthetic makeup, weirdly, and kind of trick photography Mm -hmm. with a kind of love of hammer horror, which I've still got to this day. Um, And I started kind of trying to recreate um, special effects that I saw in... Universal horror films and kind of Hammer horror films in camera, uh, and I did makeup as well when I was, God, twelve to fourteen or yeah. something like that. So then I, 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 it kind of developed from there really, and I did uh, art GCSE. So I was in, you know, interested in painting, and there's always been a bit of a crossover between my photography and my painting in terms of working from photographs uh, but then once I got that SLR it really it took massively d- developed from then there was a guy called Dave Hirons in college who um for like the last month of my foundation course I just went in the dark room with him and he, he showed me a load of stuff um, and um, yeah, I remember kind of him being like amazed with the kind of speed that I kind of got it yeah and he was like, God, like a week ago, you've never done this. And now you're better than me. And I was like, oh, that's quite interesting that, you know, this guy who's been doing it, he must have been in his 40s or 50s then. You know, this is like nearly 30 years ago now. So he's probably like in his 70s now. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, you've got this. And so that was Kent me a uh, black and white paper in the trays. And that's how I started, really, was tinkering with... with stuff
0: i I think there's definitely something quite instinctive about photography oh yeah 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 yeah. you know like i try and explain that sometimes like to friends or family or something yeah that like you know they talk about the eye you've got the eye for it and i definitely think that's a thing yes um i'd love to did you go back and look through all your grandfather's um archive then you know because i got an exact carbon copy of your story pretty much It was my my grandfather got me into photography. My parents, not kind of arty at all, Mm -hmm. but he really did inspire me. Mm. And I remember vividly, Mm. like the first photography lesson I had off him when I was tiny, mm. when he was talking about composition and there was a yeah. mountain and he was talking about framing a tree around this mountain. Yeah. And then after he passed away, yeah. I was left with all these negatives, all this amazing oh, wow. archive, which yeah. I found. Yeah, yeah. And it like from that point just yeah. drew, like made me even more yeah. sure to carry on. Yeah. Did you have something similar? I,
1: Not in such a kind of um, conventional way with composition and stuff like that, because I think I had that kind of uh, through drawing and painting. But my nan was very uh, keen on economising with, um, you know, be careful what you photograph in terms of don't waste film and make sure you've got the picture You know, because when you think about when her my grandfather were, um, you know, uh, uh, hobbyists, stuff was so expensive. I mean, it's expensive again now. I mean, when I was learning in the 90s, like film was pennies, you know, it was so cheap, Kodak Gold and like black and white film and stuff. But so she had that kind of, um, she put a real impetus into my um, photography. And I think that for me, it's just, A compulsion, and I, I literally can't stop. And if I haven't done it in it, you know, there's the Avdon quote about something to do, it's like the, a day where I haven't done something with, to do with photography is like a day where I haven't lived yeah. or something like that. And I don't see myself... I, I try not to use the the label of photographer these days for lots of reasons. But um, yeah. if I haven't done photography or something creative in the day, I feel like I've kind of wasted yeah. my finite time on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Tell
0: me about that. Why, why didn't you like the title of photographer?
1: Um, I think... I mean, a lot of the ways that I've been treated by photography, well, community, has put me off the phrase photography. Okay. Um, I recently did um, uh, unit stills on a big TV production Mm -hmm. called The Way, which is to come out next year, which was directed by Michael Sheen. Um, And to see what I was doing there and to see photographers that kind of were paparazzis that yeah. tried to make life really difficult for us on set made me again question like what what society or or uh culture sees okay. the photographer as yeah, yeah. and it's different to how I see myself yeah. um you know I it's it seems to be a kind of um uh, almost preying on people or yeah. like a kind of vulture kind of... Uh, you know, we were filming outside in um, Monmouth and and eventually one day we had to move Michael inside. Because, I, I say we, it wasn't me. It was the, the you know production team. Because we were filming outside, we had to move Michael inside where he wasn't visible because of the behaviour of paparazzi, like proper paparazzi yeah. photographers that I've never really seen before and I just thought what is the point of trying to get photos yeah. of this guy yeah. who's literally just trying to direct something what yeah. he's doing is sat in a chair looking at some monitors yeah. he's not It's no exclusive he's not doing anything no. and yeah.
0: who's going to pay
1: yeah 100 quid for a picture of michael sheen yeah sat in a chair
0: exactly (laughs) so yeah 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 i think that kind of leads me on to like one thing i wanted to talk about is um you know photography could be seen as very very disposable Mm -hmm. as an art form in 2023 Mm -hmm. smartphones mean everyone's taking photos of everything all the time Mm -hmm. do you think that's kind of like encouraged more like, is that documentaryism or not? Like, and and obviously the quality of those images, ninety mm. percent of them mm. rubbish. Mm. But you could make an argument that we're taking more photos than we've ever done before. Mm. Good thing or a bad thing?
1: I don't really, um, I don't really think about that side of it, and I and I see that a lot of photographers do worry about that. And I think my relationship with it is more how I kind of uh look at stuff as an artist and what my relationship is to my my work is a journey that I'm on myself yeah. and it's it's a lot to do with me in a landscape mm-hmm. and it and it's to do with sense of place and it's to do with documenting different things and obviously some of it is to do with um portraiture and stuff but I find it very easy to ignore <laughs> yeah. like 99% of stuff that I'm not interested in yeah. and I you know if if there's lots of photography out there I I, I don't care really it's yeah. just I mean it's it it if it doesn't interest me or apply or apply to me yeah um so, uh, I yeah I couldn't care less yeah really.
0: that's cool I think that, that you know a photography is so personal. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think any art form. Yeah, of creativity. yeah, it is.
0: And there's so many times where I've taken a photo and yeah. "That is the best photo I've ever taken." <laughs> yeah. And then I could show it to someone. And they go, "Yeah, right." Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, well, what? It's no. very subjective. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. look at that. Yeah, <laughs> look at that yeah, photo. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's
1: it's it's the same with music. I mean, it's mm. like, you know, I like the music that I like, and there's loads of other music being made out there. Yeah, I don't feel the need to have to listen to stuff I'm not interested yeah. in just because it's there. And I, you know, I see that, you know, I, I look at David Hearn's comments quite often on Instagram because I'm interested to see the kind of stuff he comes out with. <laughs> and I disagree with so much of what he says because he seems so worried about all this other photography that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I couldn't care less because it's just, it's, I'm doing what I enjoy. Yeah. um And potentially I'm not even making stuff for other people to see I get a a great deal of pleasure out of sharing my photography on Twitter mainly I find Instagram quite difficult to kind of break through the the algorithm really but Twitter is more of a conversation between me and people that like my work but it's to do with social history place and enjoyment of a lot of it's to do with nostalgia and I think that's quite interesting I think a huge part, a segment of, of photography is to do with nostalgia and I think that's what it probably does best.
0: Yeah, tell me about that more then. I'd love to talk about that like, because I did put that down for later in the discussion about Twitter and Instagram and social mm. media and how accessible that can make, mm. you know, artists distribute mm. their work. Twitter, probably, if you listed it on paper, is probably the platform a photographer would use least. But yeah. for you, it's yeah. so successful. It's worked the best for me. Yeah. I and mean, it's
1: really weird. And I don't know why that is. And I think it's, um, I don't know if it's to do with class. Uh, and, it, uh, you know, we're in, I'm in South Wales, I do a lot of stuff about South Wales. Yeah. I don't know if a certain type of working class demographic is more on Twitter than Instagram, which is more of kind of hipster-led kind of thing. And my photography isn't really about that. You know, I'm not kind of slavish about using film. I don't use a Mamiya 7. I'm not... I don't fit into that kind of box of, like, hipster photographer that's kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's just like, I'll take a picture on anything that takes a photo. You know, like I said to you before we started, I've been using my drone today. Um, when I was working on the way, one of the special effects guys was showing me this camera that he's just got, which is a Ricoh camera, which takes like 360 images, yes. which I'm quite interested in. I've been doing some um, stuff on a, a D, Nikon D70, which is like um, infrared now. Wow. So I just don't, you know, it's it's the the medium for me is not important. It's the message. And I think to set yourself up and be like, right, I'm only gonna use film. It's just like, yeah, that's that, that um, it's like breaking your leg. Mm. <laughs> it's like, right, I'm gonna become a pro- professional footballer, but I'm gonna break one of my legs before I. Mm. It's just like you can use whatever. No one's, no one's given you any yeah, rules I think, to I think, follow. Yeah,
0: I think I agree. What I'd add to that is, I think if you're looking at a photo and overanalyzing what device it was used on oh i get it all the time like there's probably you're not looking at it properly, no i get it
1: all the time you know? people message me send me a uh, private message on any any platform and they're like oh do you mind me asking what lens get you used use? what camera yeah. you use and it's like mate it does a banner I,
0: I think some people are generally <laughs> into like the geeky side oh, of they, them, they are, which is cool but yeah, yeah, the majority yeah. aren't no. you know and, and like when you go into a gallery yeah. and you see photos yeah. If you're thinking about how did yeah. he shoot that wall lens, then yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. you like you know, you got to go and look at yeah. the light, the photo, what it actually yeah. is.
1: If you go and have a nice meal,
0: you don't go up to the chef then and say, hey, "What, I'm what so pans did you put it in that. Yeah, what <laughs>
1: pans did you use? Oh, I love your pans, mate. You know, there are there are good and bad. You know, you've got Le Creuset pans, or you've got Sabatier knives, mm. and there is an aspect to that. But I think those people are kind of missing the point. Mm. It's like that Salt Bay guy, isn't it? It's like. There must be a photography equivalent of salt base. Yes, and I think I'm, so. I'm literally anti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not not aggressively anti, but it, again, it's just I'm not bothered. Yeah. It's
0: what just, about uh, moving image then? You, 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 I saw on your Twitter earlier, you were talking about your drone and yeah. uh, you were like, you know, doing videography on it. Yeah. Um, i you know, social media now is encouraging so much moving image. Mm. Has that affected you at all?
1: No, again, I don't care. (laughs) It's something I always want to try. And I just, my Mac is is a bit handicapped at the moment because I've only got 10 gig of space on it because there's this big gray area and I don't know what the gray area is. So I can't really do anything that takes a lot of memory, which is quite good in one way because I just, it's good for backing stuff up because I just put everything onto a hard drive um but also i can't really do anything that takes up loads of memory and i i've got a d850 now so that apparently is very good for moving stuff and i do think with the allure of ruins project should i do some moving image stuff but to be honest it just yeah it doesn't really uh-huh. doesn't really capture my imagination unless you're talking about strictly a narrative mm. um you know i've written some scripts for stuff and and try to you know to do a totally different put a totally different hat on um but but you know I'd like to make some stuff like that like direct some stuff um or um maybe be a DOP or something but I don't know if that would ever happen really Yeah. Yeah. yeah um watch you know watching what I've been watching on the way has been very fascinating in terms of
0: because this is the first time you've been a photographer on a drama set like that pretty
1: much yeah i mean i've done stills before for iris prize short films um but they are very different in terms of scale to a bbc one drama yeah you know that was like five days with a very small crew um and it was always a bit sit up and beg in terms of i don't want to say amateurish but it was never like at the cutting edge, whereas the the schedule for the way was just like... A lot. ...being in a war. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And to come in with no experience, really, as a unit still person, but also a very much wider brief. Yeah. I talked to the producers beforehand, and, and my brief was like, document everything. Don't just go for imagery... Yeah, perfect. Every ...that time. is going to be on the TV. It's mm. like, what's happening? And, and because of the massive ambition behind... That I probably can't say much about. It's mm. hugely ambitious what they've done. Like photographing some of it was just mental, I and bet. like really tested me in lots of ways that I've never really been tested before. And I was, I really enjoyed it because it was. Um, I took like thirteen thousand pictures in like twenty-four days or something wow. over two months. Twenty-four days over yeah. two months. Yeah, filled a hard drive and then I had to buy another one. But uh, yeah, it was really good fun um yeah it's just I,
0: different i guess to the the normal stuff you do it,
1: it, you know i'm forty five I've been doing this a long time I've done lots of different types of photography i mean for three or four years i, I was a studio based photographer in Cardiff Bay. all I did was like sofas um uh garage doors, all that kind of stuff, Christmas crackers and stuff. Um, I've done um, four years as just a um, nightclub photographer in Jumping Jacks in Cardiff, which again was totally different. And then this again, like to be at 45 and think, God, there's something that actually has really diverted me from my usual stuff, which is like sitting in graveyards and like yeah. <laughs> looking at the light on a tree for 20 minutes. <laughs> this is just like, whoa, I've got to go into this scene and try and get... You know, some good stills of some uh, in a tiny room where there's about thirty people. Or mm.
0: so, I'd love to get into the allure of ruins work. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Uh, well, I watched the um, talk you did on your YouTube mm. um, channel about it. I really recommend that. It's a vast, vast collection. It is. How, yeah. how long have you been collecting these images for? And just well, give me some background to the the whole project.
1: Um, I started in 2015. Well, I started in 2014. And with the Splot Foreshore, uh, which is a very weird space, if you haven't been there, which is an area where the, um, some housing in Splot and the East Moors works. Um, the housing was slum cleared in the early 70s. So uh, slum is in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, and it was all just pushed into the sea, basically, and just left there. So the beach is just brick. Uh, and I became quite fascinated with that area after going there originally probably in 2005 or something like that. Um, so I, I started posting a few photos, um, maybe only on Facebook. I'm trying to think what social media I had then, And then someone that Hell worked, my partner Hell worked with, said, why doesn't he do a, like a digital storytelling thing about Splot Foreshore? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I ended up doing a little short film about it. Um, and then that was picked up by Oriel um, Colwyn in Colwyn Bay. And that was shown, I think, in 2017, just as a one-off show that was just about, you know, Splot Foreshore, which is called Beachcombing. And then kind of sitting back and looking at a few projects I was working on, I realised that there was a theme. I'd done some work about Kavartha Blast Furnace and, and, you know, the crochets and stuff. Um, and I thought, well, there's stuff here that kind of starts to join up. And I, I probably in about 2019 or 2018 started doing it quite cohesively then and covering um, South Wales. Um, but it was mainly uh, in t- 2019, 2020, when I could go out in 2020, obviously because of lockdown, that I started to do it really like intensively. Um, and the, mo- the thing is, the more you scratch, the more you find yeah. it under the surface.
0: And I bet you found some kind of... Unbelievable! Oh yeah,
1: there's mad spaces,
0: places, but, landscapes you never yeah. thought existed. Oh god, yeah, yeah. And and, and and everyone in this area doesn't even know.
1: Well, they're is hidden it? in plain sight. That's the thing. I mean, there's some some mad place. And the thing is that um, slowly but surely they're all being closed off as well. Mm. I mean, Kavartha, the blasphemous in Kavartha has been fenced off since I last went there. Um, there was a couple of buildings in Dowles up up in Dowles and Mirtha that are now kind of cheated over and stuff so I'm glad I started photographing when I did because stuff is now being hidden from view um you know to protect it ostensibly but you know when these places are kind of fenced in how long is it going to take for a council to get funding to do anything with these places I mean with the Kavatha Blast Furnace you could get in and see inside yeah, where the chimneys yeah. and stuff were originally, which is pretty mad. Kids were always in there when I yeah, visit.
0: Yeah. I, I I've been I've been past there before.
1: Oh, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. I mean, there's a place called I think it's called the British at up at um Abbasakan which was a, a works as well, where there's a couple of buildings left and that's a very strange wasteland. Um but again you just walk under this tunnel. Mm. And you come out into this landscape, which is just hidden in plain sight. You know, there's dog walkers and stuff there. But that's about it, really. Mm. And then you just... And then when you look around, you're like, this is nuts. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, But it's the vistas, you know, the Mm. the big vistas. and, and, And for me, the project really links up with a lot of stuff that I'm interested in 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 terms of art historical stuff in terms of Constable or a lot of artists that worked in South Wales that 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 documented South Wales um in terms of painting and photography um and and I'd love to show it at some point in the future hand in hand with some of this other work to show the then and now thing, which is, which I think is always something that captures people's
0: imaginations. Yeah, it's very clear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think um, you know, as someone who's born and raised in Pontypriest, mm. you know, raised in the shadow of the mm. coal tips, mm. Mm. Um, it's so easy for it to become something that you just go, yeah, that's the cold tips, and that's it. It's and then when someone from Ponty, or yeah, someone yeah, who yeah. isn't from Pontygarth, yeah. they go, fuck out, yeah. Cool. That's madness. Well, no, it? Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when
1: I first saw Old Smoky, I was just like, "What the hell?" I know hell it's is crazy, that? and you just look see it for miles from yeah, any yeah, valley yeah, in yeah, South Wales, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. "Look, what at, is that volcano?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you think that it was called Old Smoky because Old Smok- it smoked yeah. for so long. Yeah, I mean, it was decapitated in 1974, and it's still massive now. I've flown my drone over it, and it's it's a it's a mad mad sight. Yeah, um, and I just think. That it yeah in South Wales these these vistas become quite invisible to you know it's just everyday yeah, stuff yeah 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 you know as, as someone like me who's not from the area you start going wow yeah you start cool. explaining uh, explaining exploring the valleys quite kind of um forensically almost for for this project and you are just like mm. this stuff is everywhere yeah it
0: just so what's the ambition with it long term do you know I mean, yet are you just still working on it collecting? again it's just
1: exploration and I do it for my own pleasure really mm-hmm. and, and and I'm lucky to have got some really good pictures because you know I've been there when, when the light has been interesting or kind of epic or you know the, the vista you're in is just often very epic and unique and, and fits with the idea of the sublime which is the kind of romantic the old fashioned sense of romantic in terms of Uh, an awe-inspiring... People think sublime these days is to do with beautiful, but it's actually more to do with awe-inspiring fear, (laughs) which I think fits the, you know, the Mm. valleys in lots of ways. Um, And I think it's also to do with this kind of um, sentimentalization of working-class history, where I see a lot of stuff... Shared on social media these days by uh, older generations where men in fat flat caps in paintings and kind of poor mm. life mm. is kind of sentimentalised in this very odd way. Yeah. And living in the 40s, 50s, 30s, 20s, for most of those people it was horrific. Yeah, And I think... That it's like, it's a kind of weird. Oh, wasn't it better back yeah, then? And yeah, it's like, romanticized. No, yeah, it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think until probably the nearly the eighties, so much of South Wales was still living in Victoriana. You know, yeah, it was a hundred years previous to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the eighties brought in some very uncertain times for South Wales, with you know the miners' strike and stuff. But I think that was the first time that actually, because of the demise of the coal industry, we actually threw off a lot of that kind of stuff. But also, houses became modernised yeah. and kind
0: of there was a gear shift in yeah 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 because well. of, you
1: know when you look at a lot of films on TV, I watch I watch a lot of talking pictures on um, on Virgin and. Um, you look at films made right up into the 60s and the interiors look like Victorian houses. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, God, like...
0: It was different.
1: Queen Victoria was on the throne until like 1965. (laughs) It's mad. Uh, And in Wales, maybe even longer. Yeah, probably. Uh, And I think it's a a kind of class-driven thing. Mm. And it's got a lot to do with Brexit and a lot to do with a lot of those narratives that Mm. have all kind of coalesced quite recently to be like the people that kind of grew up with the welfare state yeah. now think they're kind of self-made people. Mm. But actually, they've lived through an era, era, era... Not an era. An era of tremendous change and progress. Yeah, And that has given them everything on a plate. And now our generation is like, what do we get? And they're like, well, you don't get anything because... <laughs> You don't fucking deserve it. Yeah. Usually, that's you know that's usually yeah, what know. they're
0: like, I isn't know. it? So, um, uh, for anyone listening that wants to, because you know, I I think. Um the best thing to do would be go to, to John's YouTube channel and yeah. just search Allure Ruins. He yeah, did yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. talk on it, which you know, you go through all these images and mm. talk about the area. and I also love the references. One that stood out to me was the Cum Coke Works, which is literally just yeah, over the yeah, hill, yeah, and you yeah, compared yeah. it to a Turner painting, yes. uh, which I then Googled and I was like, oh, yeah, shit. The,
1: uh, <laughs> fighting Temeraire, yes, is it? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, um, I'd never
0: looked at the Cum Coke Works like that before. Yeah. And I think that was an aerial photo that you took. Yes, I is. don't think you'd really appreciate that reference until you saw it no. from the sky. And um, I think that's the it great looks thing. Tot- it yeah. looks totally different Absolutely. From, from,
1: from the drone because so, you're looking down into these chimneys rather than kind of up at the chimneys and it looks like a an it does. ocean liner it or does, It does, it
0: does, it um, does. So I, I, yeah, I'd really recommend um, you know everyone go over and, and watch that and mm. uh, I guess follow John to see where Allure of Ruins goes next.
1: I mean, an exhibition would be... That would be
0: brilliant. Yes,
1: and it and it's kind of designed to be projected rather than prints. So I'd be looking at large scale projection because I think the the landscapes are so epic. Some would some would be some would work as prints, yeah. but I think in terms of seeing it in an imaginary perfect scenario, it would be very large projections. Mm but shown alongside some of this amazing archive stuff that I know the museum has got. There's a new show just opened in Kavartha Castle of, of oh. some paintings of Rumney ironworks um, that have been taken in by Kavartha and the National Museum. Those are absolutely amazing paintings, which I've loved for a long time, what was originally called the Egyptian ironworks which was built in the 1820s in an Egyptian style. Wow. Um, and I've only ever seen a very poor reproduction of the painting uh, online. And then to see the painting the other day, I was just blown away by it. Uh, really amazing stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, where I mean, where that goes, who knows? I mean, I've been doing it now for like nine years. So I'm not going to well, stop anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really. I've got a list of places up north. Uh, co- come with as well. I want to, oh, yeah, visit yeah, that's amazing. Up there, that the, I haven't been to, that and is seen amazing. Some good stuff online. I mean, this the, the thing is, where do you stop with exactly a, with a subject? Well,
0: like you this? know, that I think that's what's probably so appealing and relatable, yeah. about the subject matter is that mm. obviously Wales's industrial heritage mm. is so sprawled mm. to mm. all corners of the country, you could mm. definitely see a tour of mm. the entire country, where you know, and it's working class
1: history, amazing, it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 endemic and ingrained in every yeah. person in wales that yeah. that is that is wales and and that that's why i've struggled sometimes to you know there's been a lack of interest shown by um institutions in wales in the work and i i don't i often don't get hmm. Where they're coming from because it's
0: yeah, well, it, it definitely needs to be celebrated, mm. you know. It's our history, it's it's of the fabric mm. of who we are and, it, quite and why we yeah, are yeah, here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the
1: Welsh uh, DNA Bef- before the industrial revolution. Wales was just a exactly f- farmers, yeah, it was natural. I mean, yeah. there was something, but it was South Wales was like, um, well, you should say Ban yeah, yeah, but it yeah, was f- very rural, yeah. Just farms. absolutely, no, yeah, there wasn't yeah. anything else really no. happening.
0: Well, there we are. We'll, um, we'll move on from Allure Ruins. Mm. Um, I'd love to draw to a close with a couple of bits about, again, the kind of where we started, photography broadly. And to anyone's listening listening um, that kind of wants to pursue careers in photography, tell me about kind of like the thoughts on trying to earn money as a photographer and an artist in 2023 might be a silly question and kind of what advice would you give to someone that's listening who might be in college now or coming out of college and thinks that's what I really want to do but I'm Mm. really worried about like the financial side of it
1: Uh, I mean firstly you've got to be tenacious Um, you've got to find your own the USP you've got to have is you've got to have your own voice and you've got to know what you are trying to say with your work it's probably best not to listen to criticism um because people will always offer criticism and in and in my life and career or, or well not criticism don't really listen to what people say about your work If you want to do it and you want to do it enough, find your groove. And and you will find it. I mean, you know, as I was saying, I've been doing this 30 years uh, on and off pretty much. And I think I really found my groove probably in about 2017, 2018. So it took me 20 years probably to, you know, to be in university, to graduate, and then to do lots of jobs, to find what I loved loved yeah not that uh, what I was comfortable doing because I can do you know I've done PR photography I've done all sorts of stuff um but to to kind of monetize to a point you know you're never going to make a fortune doing it but to monetize what you love doing you have got to find your own voice and be the authority on what you are doing um and I think you've you know I've had some really bad experiences with with galleries and and people in Wales whose jobs it has been to promote photography um so yeah don't listen to people and you've just really gotta grind yeah 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 and but but all the tools are there now. I mean, when I started, and this is the the interesting thing for me, when I first started, you had to take prints of your photos to show someone what your work was like, and you had to do that face to face, in person. Yeah, and it was it, w- it was often very difficult. And I remember the the you know the the first and only time really that I did that in terms of getting an important job was showing my first boss Dave my work and um and he and he ripped it to pieces and he, he to be fair he was an absolute twat <laughs> i worked for him for 4 years and he was a horrible man but that's what i'm saying for, for people who are graduating now you've got the massive di- democratisation of the internet where you can basically talk to anyone yeah I mean, what's difficult, what I still find difficult is finding editorial addresses for newspapers and stuff. And I found that really hard because I do think, why aren't I taking these pictures for The Guardian? Exactly. Or and that is really difficult. And I still haven't cracked that nut. And I do think that is a weird kind of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And it's kind of a guarded secret from the people who do those jobs, don't mm. want to share the, mm. Booty. Yeah. You know? Is yeah. it booty? Is that the word? I know what I, you mean. I don't mean booty call. I know. You know? <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it's the booty mean. that pirates uh, Yeah.
0: Which uh, is probably difficult for people from working class backgrounds yeah. or whatever yeah, who yeah, are yeah. like, you know, well I'd love to be in the Guardian one day, yeah. but how the bloody hell do I do that? exactly you know?
1: And and it's it's super difficult. And it's like you you've just got to keep knocking on mm. doors,
0: knocking on doors.
1: Um but you've got all the tools there to do it these days, and and digital photography and and digitised film photography so much bloody easier than, you know, oh, I might want a job in a studio in Bristol. I'm gonna have to go to Bristol and show that photographer my work and see whether they like it or yeah, not. You know, yeah. um, these days you can just send out twenty emails, stick, you know, attach a load of your best work, and I'll hopefully, feel. yeah, or put it on social media or
0: try and a following online
1: but you've got to be t- you've got to you've got to relate to people you've got to have your usp you've got to talk to people you've got to prepared to be prepared to get on with people who might be interested in your work uh and i think you know that's the it can be difficult if mm. you're not kind of socially Minded,
0: yeah. And I, that, that takes time, I
1: imagine. The oh, way yeah. It's you approach years to build people it on
0: the street now to do a street portrait yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, natural. Yeah. It's taking a long time to probably work out the right way to persuade. I don't think someone. twice
1: about it. It's weird. My my mate Richard, who was probably my oldest friend, I, you know, he he's really quite a well known and successful illustrator now, and I've said keep saying to him, you need some decent headshots. Where you know we'll meet up in Bristol because he lives in Exeter. And i and I'd just take a few snaps of you. It's fine. He said, oh, I can't imagine having my picture taken in public. And I was like, I wouldn't even think twice about no. taking the picture. Yeah. Because it's a piece of piss now. Yeah. But I, th- I thought, oh, God, yeah, to some people, I suppose that is quite a big Daunting, deal. Yeah. Whereas to me now, it's like, especially after, you know, two months, a month, two months on the way where I was basically like... Power
0: snap in 95. <laughs>
1: squeaky bum time every <laughs> time because yeah. it's like... In terms of, you know, being in a scene and you're in someone's eyeline and you're trying to get a shot and the first AD screaming at you and Michael Sheen is saying, John, get out the picture. And yeah. You're just like, I've got to get this picture. Yeah. Like now, just being, doing a bit of street photography is a piece of piss. Yeah, relax
0: well, therapeutics. <laughs> <like this. laughs>
1: well, I tried to take some time off and I I, I, took about th- I took about three days off and then I was like, I went back down to Aberhavan and I had to wander around some of the, some of the, locations we had been in just looking at it from a different angle because I mean Patalba in itself is very fascinating town yeah Mm. yeah yeah so um, it's just interesting to see it because you know the ways I've seen it look in the last few months and weeks have been very different I'm excited for people to see the way when it comes out because it's gonna look pretty mental
0: brilliant so where can we Um,
1: expect to see those images John probably a year <laughs> okay <fine. laughs> this is the weird f- thing for me i mean i am so used to um the great luxury i have is that people are interested in my work and, and i think that's a real honor that that people kind of wait to see what i've been up to and that's really nice and, and i think you've got to be really thankful for that because you could post stuff and have no interest at all you know and i and it's really nice to you know the last few days i've been up to vocre and other places like this you know not far from where we are now and people have got back to me and said oh, a story on saw on twitter where a guy had said oh i used to cycle down that hill and then one day we saw this is the bogey road now in merthyr and i saw a load of stolen uh, one-armed bandits there and uh, <laughs> basically filled my pockets with change <laughs> and I, I couldn't cycle home because you know it's i'd, so I'd stolen so much money out of these one-armed bandits but, and it's amazing to have that kind of interaction. And, and that's what I really enjoy about my job. Because uh, people are like, you know, why do you do this? And I'm like, it's my job. Yeah. This, you know, this is my vocation. What you to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I can't do it, I do start to feel very uh, twitchy and weird. And, and I'll find another way. theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when it was some lockdown... Um, I started just doing a project which I ended up calling um, The Dreaming Valleys, which was just really within five miles of w- where we live in Treforest. Started going up to Egloisilan where I'd never been before and the landscape of Egloisilan was just... changed my life in lots of ways and really made me reflect on sense of place and different ways of being an artist and different ways of being a photographer uh, and different ways of doing documentary photography... Um, so there's always there's a million subjects you can choose with photography Um, but it's it's how effectively you communicate what your what your theme and usp is Um, brilliant that's, that's what i struggle well i think that's what a lot of people struggle with but I, I don't well I think you,
0: I think your passion for photography is infectious that comes across yeah, on your social media. You. I've loved following you for I just years don't call myself a photographer i'm not <laughs> I'll take that back as an artist <laughs> yeah. whatever a, a photo maker
1: well it was interesting I was working with a guy on the way who um was from Wakefield, which is not far from where I was born a guy called Mark and he was doing a lot of CCTV stuff for the for the production and he specializes in. Making CCTV imagery for For TV. TV. And um, he started off um, many moons ago with photography in Wakefield, doing a certain type of photography. But he was like, oh, you know, I've never called myself a photographer. I'm an artist with a camera. And I was like, that is exactly...
0: Yeah, because you make an me. image. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. don't. I don't think you take a photo. You definitely make an image. My grandfather yeah. always used to tell me as a kid: mm. "It's not what's in the image; it's important. It's why you choose not to put in the image." Oh, always, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I know it's yeah. quite obvious, yeah. but like when you really understand that, mm. and you're you really considering how you compose composing the, image, you can't so, help see it. No, you can't. And, yeah.
1: and you know, deliberately, I try not to take a camera sometimes. But you, I literally can't stop yeah, seeing yeah. composition. That'd be nice. That, yeah, whoa, look at that light there. Isn't it? Drives, nice? It drives yeah. hell mad because, you know, it's just, oh, oh.
0: But um, yeah, <laughs> but it, I can definitely relate to that. And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people that could. Oh, Ju- I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I think, um, I hope... To anyone listening who uh, has or hasn't uh, looked at your work, I'd really recommend them do it. On Twitter, it's brilliant because Mm. there's so much more interaction around the image. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much context, there's so much history um and um yeah definitely i would de- once again say go and watch the allure of ruins talk yeah. that you did um, yeah on youtube thanks for coming john no problem i really really appreciate that you come over and, and um i'll keep an eye out for you walking around the streets of uh ponty and treforest with a camera <laughs> i'm doing it all the time <laughs> and um yeah and i can't wait to see the way work as well that you've done which yeah out next year sometime I, so well like it's yeah
1: i can't wait for for It's just so weird not being able to share any of it. So hopefully, hopefully soon it'll be like first look, you know, and a few of the stills will be out there. But what what will happen to the 13,000 other stills? I've no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. John, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you.
0: That was episode five of Welsh Waves, where I was joined by John Poutney. I hope you enjoyed listening. I really, really loved having John over to talk about his work and photography more broadly yeah, please do go over to um, check out John's work on social media, especially on Twitter, because there's a lot of discussion and fascinating insight to the, the, the historical elements of John's amazing photos, especially in the current work that he's doing for Allure of Ruins. Um, so go over and follow John, and also go over to his YouTube channel to watch that um, kind of talk that he did on the, on, the, on the project. That's definitely worth a watch. So that's it for me this week. Diolch Thanks for listening to Welsh Waves. I'll see you in the next one.